When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the What Are We Doing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the What Are We Doing Podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 122, and it's Christmas. It's the Christmas episode, and I'm so excited. Merry Christmas, everybody. Whether you're watching this opening gifts, whether you're watching it uh, before dinner, during dinner, on the walk you take so grandma doesn't know what that smell is when you come back right before dinner, wherever you're watching this on Christmas morning, because that's when it should be scheduled. I might drop it on Christmas Eve. Whenever you're watching this during your holiday break, hopefully you're off work. Merry Christmas to you. I hope the morning has been good to you so far. I hope Santa put a lot of Christmas presents under your tree, and I hope everyone's having a joyous and merry day uh and you know uh it's the christmas episode and we're excited we have some things planned uh we have some things that are christmas themed some things that are not some things we definitely got to talk about and man oh man we're in for a ride okay and i thought what better way what better way to kick off the podcast Okay, just like they do at the church service you go to once a year, this time of year, just to feel good about yourself, then with a song, okay? So, uh, listen, this song, uh, it's a bop, okay? It is a Christmas staple here in the McCurdy household. It's a classic when it comes to holiday music, uh, you know what I mean? For millennials, maybe some of boomer parents as well. Listen, we're going to kick off this episode with a little bit of ELF. Okay. This is where it all started. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I've got to work real fast, cause there's so much to do. 
looking all so fine. Now it's doing more like Christmas time. Look, there's Scare, he's our brand new friend. Today's been teaching me how to play pretend. You know what I mean, dude? I mean, it's a bop. It's a bop. It's a Christmas bop. It's a Christmas staple. I'm out of breath. I've been practicing that dance all week because I knew I couldn't just come on here and just, you know, listen to it with you guys. I had to do the dance. If it's a staple in the McCurdy household, you have to know the dance because you have to do it every time the song comes on. And clearly, if we listen to the song all day, every day, we have to know the dance. So that wasn't like the third time I've done it. It's I've done it a lot, okay? So, I mean, you know what I mean? A little Barney throwback. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong, and I bet I just probably unlocked a key memory that you didn't know was suppressed in your core psyche. Uh, if you haven't heard that song in, like, I don't know what, 13, 20-ish years, uh, 15 to 20 years, then uh, you're welcome. Listen, we... Uh, it's, it's what we do here at the What Are We Doing podcast. We don't do things regular, okay? We don't listen to the regular music. We don't have the regular... You thought I was going to play Mariah Carey. You thought I was going to come out with the typical Rudolph the Red-Nosed Mariah Carey reindeer. No way, dude. No way, okay? It's a step up above. We've got that Barney Smasher, okay? And now listen... We don't normally do this, okay? But, but, why not? Why not play one more song? I am a DJ, you know what I mean. Nonetheless, sometimes for the wedding scene and whatnot. So, why not? Let's premiere one more song. This is an all new song that none of you have heard before. Um, but listen, here's the backstory. About ten years ago, maybe like eight, nine years ago. Me and my buddy Justin, we were up late one night drinking a little bit, month of December, probably it was on this night, probably I think like nine years ago. And I was like, yo, he, he was right. We made a rap song for him. We were doing that. And then I was like, let's just mess around with this Justin Bieber song. And so we recorded like three lines, maybe a verse and a half like 30 seconds of this Justin Bieber mistletoe cover. And every time, every year it comes up, it pops up, I post it, it's funny. Everyone says how it kind of maybe sort of sounded okay. And so this year, you know, we got the microphone, we got the platform, we've got the equipment, we've got the friends, We've got the resources. So I thought, why not? Why not instead make it a 20 second snippet and instead make it a full blown song that uh, we we produce? We get the instrumental done for. The instrumental is 100% ours created. I mean, we fully produced a Justin Bieber cover and we're hey listen honestly let's uh, let's get that thought out of the space we're going to get to it let's get that thought out 
This is beyond Bieber. We've gone beyond Bieber. Maybe that should be like the name of the record label, Beyond Bieber, because it's our own instrumental. I laid down the tracks, all of the, it's me. I did everything, like it's produced by us in-house with help of Paul. Paul helped us with the instrumental. I did all the the editing and the auto-tune, dude, and effects and everything else. And so without further ado, I'm so proud of it. Paul's proud of it. I hope you love it. Uh, it's out now everywhere. Let's take a listen. This is, uh, this is Mistletoe, but Levi's version. Check it out. Let's go. It's the most beautiful time of the year. Lights fill the streets, spreading so much cheer. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'm gonna be under the mistletoe. I don't wanna miss out on a holiday, but I can't stop staring at your face. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'm gonna be under the mistletoe with you, Shorty. Roasting like a hot July I should be chilly with my folks I know But I will be under the mistletoe Word on the streets and it's coming tonight Reindeer flying through the sky so high I should be making a list I know But I'ma be under the mistletoe With who? Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The winter snow, but I'ma be under the so 
We did it. So, uh, um, what'd you think? <laughs> um, that's it. So shout out to, uh, shout out to Paul for rocking the instrumental. He made it. It's us. It's ours. It's produced. I did the vocals. It's distributed. It's mine. Uh, everything. So shout out to him. Shout out to the studio. Shout out to you guys. It's out everywhere. Um, it's on SoundCloud. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Anywhere you get your music, it's like there's like 23 different <laughs> there's like 23 different publishing companies we send it to, and it's out everywhere. So I'll have links down below. It'll probably be Wadpod short links that'll redirect you to whatever streaming service uh, that you have. But dude, thank you guys so much uh, for the support. Listen, here's the reasons why I did it. Reasons why I did it. One, I'm not a singer. I've never done this before in my life. We just always mess around. It's never a serious thing. But I did it. One, for Megs and for myself. And two, because, listen, I'm friends with at least, with at least nine people who consider themselves artists, musicians, rappers, singers, songwriters, etc. I'm friends with so many people who say, I, I, this is what I do, I make music. And then... When it comes to actually producing and making and putting out that music, it's, oh, I'll get to it. Oh, it's coming soon. Oh, it's coming soon. Oh, it's coming soon. And then it never comes. Or we're just, we're looking. Or guess what? We make a whole, you know, we make like a whole album, but then actually we just kind of just want to get it out and we're not going to promote it because we know no one's going to listen to it anyways and we don't actually care about the music. And like, it's like, you know, we're not actually, we're just doing it because people know that we can do it and they expect us to do it. And, oh, and guess what? When we put it out, we don't get that local talent boost that we thought we would with thousands of views with the supporters that we've had from our city from day one, because we think that branching out of where we live and doing something different and reaching a global audience is beyond us. So we rely on the people uh, closest to us to push it, but they've been doing that for the last 20 years and they're kind of done. And so they don't really do it anymore. And so now when we drop things like full albums and songs and EPs, it's the same three people sharing it and the same 14 likes that we've gotten and the same 27 streams on each song that we put out on the album. And so now your momentum's down. And so that's why I, I like just, you have to continuously put it out. You can't just wait. 
You can't just do it once every six months. You can't put out a song once every three to nine months. You can't wait a whole year just to put out an EP or a a, a mixtape or whatever, a single, and then say the album's coming and then it doesn't and then it never does and then something else comes up and then you have an excuse to not put out the music. If you're a creator, you have to start creating You can't consider yourself a musician or a singer or a rapper or a YouTuber or a podcaster or a creator or whatever it is that you think or you're trying to be a TikToker, a vlogger, then do it. You have to continuously do it. There's a reason I'm constantly on the phone with Los and other hosts of the podcast. Los and I are now financially monetizingly invested in one another. We're now splitting the cost of subscriptions for clip services and pro zoom calls and models and HD resolution downloads and things that like you don't do when you're just kind of, you know, starting out, ah, I'm going to put out a, you know, I'll just put it on whatever free service, whatever, you know, whatever, herogacho.zapier.mixtape.com. Here's the URL. It's not on Spotify. Don't worry about it. Just go to this random third-party music streaming service to listen. And it's like, that's the limitations of what... So you have to start creating. If you're going to be a creator, you have to start creating. And if I, if me, someone who has zero talent and zero business and zero know-how of how to do music and editing and reverb and auto-tune and pitch correction and keys and this and that and the instrumental and we got that commissions and we put it in the wave file and then we got it distributed. It cost me $20. It cost me $20 and that was for the whole year. I could put out 19 more songs tomorrow and the $20 would cover it. And I'm honestly considering it. Like this one we made in 20 minutes. I spent 20 minutes recording the track and then I put some effects on it. It sounded awesome. I sent it to Paul. He loved it. The instrumental got done. And then here we are. And it got distributed 24 hours later and $20. It's so simple. You have to start creating. If you, if you are considering yourself a creator a Twitch streamer, a video gamer, a YouTuber, a live stream personality, a TikToker, a vlogger, a stay-at-home mom, a blogger. Contact me if you need help with your blog online and writing and articles and stuff. Like everything that you need to be a creator, start doing it in 2024. It's not going anywhere. Social media is not done yet. You have to start putting it out every single day. Look at us. Clipmas is officially just about over. Okay. Shout out to Jeff, our editor. Okay. It's thanks to him that we have all the clips that we do because I just don't have the time anymore to do it. Why? Because I'm creating. Hello. See what happens when you create every day, every week, constantly for two to three years straight. You get to the position where you can have someone who's a friend or local, or hire someone, I give Jeff money constantly to edit the clips for the podcast. You know what I mean? I might owe him some money right now. I probably do. Shout out to you, Jeff. Uh, Let me know. 
And so it's like you, you, if you start creating constantly, then you get into positions where you get people clipping for you and then you can have a sustainable YouTube channel. We just passed 1,200 subscribers. We just passed 1,200 subscribers and you don't get 1,200 subscribers. I know it's not 12,000. I know it's not 12 million. We don't have a niche. If we had a specific niche, it'd probably be double that by now. But we don't. Our topics are fluent. Our topics are fluctuant. And guess what? This podcast is my playground for everything else I do because I take what I learn on here, what I learn from the comments and the algorithms and the SEO and the titles and the descriptions, and I put that then into practice and into real life, and then I sell it to my clients, and they pay me a lot of money for it. And so it's trials and tribulations like this that help you then succeed. And once you start creating and you do it for years and years and years, you'll learn that there are tools to help you along the way, how to structure your YouTube videos, et cetera, et cetera. And so long story short, that's why we did it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's awesome. I love it. Uh, Paul loves it. It's, uh, it's a great song. It's a great track. And so, uh, if you liked it too, check it out in the description below there's Spotify, Apple, whatever else. We'll have a, a handful of links to a handful of streaming services down below. And, uh, you can, if you add it to your playlist, great. Awesome. Uh, I mean, thank you guys for any and all of the support. So, uh, if you are a creator, man, 2024 has got to be the move. Like you've got a week, like take this next week off. Fine vacation for the rest of the year but in 2024 january 2nd start posting babe because it's gotta you gotta make it you know what i mean it's not you can't if you're not posting three to five times a day listen on top of our weekly episodes we post a clip a day if not multiple clips a day if not on multiple platforms instagram twitter Facebook, YouTube, stories, real shorts, vertical, like it's all happening behind the scenes. And like, then I'm also posting like two to three to five shorts a day. And it's just a constant smack of constantly uploading and getting that library built. Start building your library in 2024. And so in preparation for the family coming over for the holidays, dude, um, our downstairs bathroom, you know, cause downstairs is where everything happens during the holidays and the family's coming over cause the kitchen, the living room, we got a bathroom down here. There's no reason for anyone to be upstairs anyways. Cause that's just where the bedrooms are, you know, like most houses. So, uh, the downstairs bathroom has now officially gone through the ADHD ringer, uh, that is the holiday experience in our house. So, if you take a look, if you take a look at the photo, I've got it on the screen, okay? And at first glance, at first glance, there's nothing wrong here. There's absolutely nothing wrong if you look at this photo. It's a perfectly clean, like one and a, like a half bath, whatever. We got plenty of room for the toilet. There's paper, there's everything else. There's a sink, there's everything you need. There's plenty of room. It's not crammed. It's like a nice little... It's just a bathroom that everyone uses when they come over. You know what I mean? Everyone has one. It's a nice average bathroom, modern, like, you know, oh, there's a little child potty training thing. Oh, they might have a kid. We do. Guess what? He's potty training. That's what it's for, but it's hanging on the wall. It's clean. We keep it like, you know what I mean? It's organized. Look at this. Okay. But upon further inspection, 
of this bathroom, you'll start to realize all of the options. Okay. Now look, I get it. Most bathrooms I'm sure have a handful of these options, but something tells me every bathroom in America doesn't have all of them. Let's start when you walk in. Okay. You've got the toilet. Now, obviously every toilet, you may either sit or stand. Most people, 90% of the time are going to be sitting. So let's go with that. We're going to eliminate standing altogether because it's weird. And you don't do that when you go over to other people's houses anyways, especially for the holidays. You know what I mean? And so you sitting. And so what do you want to do? Do you want to sit regular or do you want to sit with your feet propped up with the squatty potty thing that we've gotten there? Or if you got a tiny butt, you can put the kid's seat down. Now you got a tiny butt. That's three different ways to sit. Next, you do your business, right? How do you handle it? Well, listen, you could A, go natural. Don't wipe, don't do nothing. Just get up and go about your business. Two, you could use toilet paper. You know, we got that two ply. Then we got a regular pack of wipes. Then we've got the baby pack of wipes. Then we've got an extra large pack of wipes. If you're a man with big hands, we've got the extra large pack of wipes. So now that's one, two, three, four, five different ways that you could potentially wipe yourself then, or clean yourself off in the nether regions. Then once you're done, you get to decide how to cleanse your hands. And there's a few different ways to do that. So once you get to the sink, you can either decide, do you want to wash your hands or do you just want to do a little squirt of like, uh, of the, of the, of the alcohol, the, um, you know, the hand sanitizer. Cause that's right there on the sink or we've got the soap. And of course there's multiple soaps. We've got the pump foam soap. That's really good smelling scented from the bed, bath and beyond or the candle place that does the scented, the place in the mall that all the girls know about. You know what I'm talking about? Barnes and the, the candle barn. I don't know what it's called. The, the fucking, the place that does the three wick candles for $10 once a year. You know what it is. Put it on the screen. And so, you know what I mean? And so we've got the soap with the foam and the pump. Then we've got the regular bar of soap, or we could go with the, just the hand sanitizer. That's three different options to wash your hands. Then, then this is what kicked off this whole argument because Meg's the other day came home with a box of, you can see in the picture, temporary, like they, it looks like tissue. It looks like a tissue box, but they're paper towels and they're like a soft material. And you know where she put them? She put them right beside the hanging towel that we have for people to dry their clean hands on when they're done right on the wall. And so additionally in our house as well, on the kitchen counter right outside of this bathroom, like a few just steps away is a roll of paper towels. So you not only have the flick off method, you know, guys, we wash our hands quick, da, 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 da. And then we just kind of do one of these brush it on the pants. If you're wearing sweatpants, they dry quick, just wipe them off. And then you leave. Sometimes guys don't even use a towel. So that's one way. Towels the one way temporary paper towels. The third way we've got paper towels in the kitchen. Fourth way. There's now four ways to freaking dry your hands in this ADHD bathroom experience. So if we didn't give you enough choices to use this bathroom on Christmas day, I mean, by boy math, I think we we did the calculations. This is about 672 different ways you can take a shit in our downstairs bathroom. 
You can sit three different ways. You can wipe four different ways. You can wash your hands three or four different ways. You can dry them four different ways. You can, I mean, it is the most, it, whatever option you need to use the restroom this holiday season, it's in my bathroom. So, you know, and, uh, I mean, there's even, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Everyone's talking about this. Uh, I, I mean, I confirmed, I confirmed with Christina. Okay. My sister-in-law, I confirmed with her what the proper terminology was because everyone on TikTok is calling this kid the T word. And so I went to my girl, Christina. Okay. You know what I mean? She's been pretty much gay her whole life. She's my sister-in-law married to my sister. You know, the situation. And I said, Hey, are you allowed to refer to homosexual men, gay men as the T word? I thought, is it like the N word for black people? T word for gay guys. I'm trying to understand. So I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm on everyone's team. You guys know, you know what I mean? I'm on, I'm, I'm in full support. Unlike the Fox News, I got roasted for that on YouTube last night. We'll get to it in a minute. But, like, it's crazy. I'm on everyone's side, so I just want to make sure that using the T-word isn't offensive. And according to some people I've talked to, it is. So for everyone on TikTok calling this kid the T-word, it's offensive, okay? So let's knock that off. What we need to do is refer to him as a homosexual man. And so, listen, here's the thing. Here's the bottom line. We should all have the right to bang one out in a government building with our significant other. As American citizens, as taxpayers of the United States of America, if you pay your taxes every year, you get the paycheck, the money comes out, you do the turbo tax, you get the refund, you got to pay in every... Hey, listen... Nine, why is it that all of the millennials, all of the people I graduated high school with have to pay into taxes every year? What happened? We all were told that when our parents did the taxes, they were getting like thousands of dollars for the kids. They were getting thousands of dollars back for that shit. Like when our parents did taxes, it was like a five to $6,000 return every year. And now... I'm getting told by like all of the people our age, like 28 to 35, like dudes owe, I owe, my friends owe, this guy owes money, this guy owed money for two years. Like everyone I know has owed into taxes in the last three years. And I find that a little suspicious. Okay. So as taxpaying citizens, one of the benefits should be We get to fill out a form. Hear me out. We get to fill out a form online. I can make it for the government because they're not too good at making websites. Let me build it for you. We'll fill out a form online. And then we'll randomly draw one to five couples every, you know, a couple months, whatever. However often you want to draw, maybe do a few more during the holiday seasons. However, the government wants to handle it. It's a lottery system. So however you want to handle that lottery system, okay? And then a few people get selected. They you, you fill it out. You put in your name. You put your significant other's name, your ages, where you live, all your personal information. Do you pay your taxes? Check yes or no, obviously. 
And then like, they'll review it. If you don't get red flagged, you know, in the system automatically, if you're not like, you know, a bad person or whatever, like then you get selected. Oh, we won the lottery. Then you get to pick from like five buildings, like the Supreme court, the oval office, the white house hallway, uh, 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 uh the Lincoln Memorial, uh, in the elevator and the Washington monument. And like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's it. Like those, those five spots, right? Those five famous spots within the U S government. Okay. Building structure. And then you get to go and have sex with your significant other there. Okay. Because listen, Bill Clinton did it and no one really got in a tizzy. Okay. Eh, they were a little pissed for a little, eh, whatever. Okay. But look, Bill Clinton's got a masterclass now. He's back. Like the Clintons are back. Hillary's a thing. Like the, there was no, there were no repercussions for Bill Clinton for doing what he did in the office. And then this little, this little homosexual of a man uh, who was an administrative assistant to one of like the Senate members or whoever, no one gives a fuck about him said, Hey daddy, Come on over. No one's on the Senate floor right now. And uh, hey, by the way, on your way over, stop by the main floor. I'll be waiting for you behind Kamala Harris's chair. And guess what? Papa Blue Chew, honey, because we're getting it on. And like he texts him back right away, babe. I'm coming. And so we're popping them left and right. He just went to wadpod.com backslash blue and got his first order for free, $20 off. He only paid $5 shipping. And so he's ready to go. He's got a freaking, you know, uh, uh, he's got his, he's got his adrenaline going. He's on his electric scooter and he's riding over to the courthouse and boom, bam, bang. We bang one out on the freaking Senate floor. And, uh, so, I mean, listen, I think it's, I think it's only fair now that if they're doing it, you know, listen, the freaking the members of the United States Senate are horny. Okay. They, they like, they can't resist, let alone going to see a Beetlejuice musical while vaping, while also blowing clouds, while also rounding second base, fresh off of a hot divorce all the way up to full blown anal on the, on the Senate floor. And so, um, you know, it's fun to consider that maybe one day you would get picked to have that opportunity. And I really, 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 really think that as soon as if hopefully a new president gets elected, I, you know, whoever, whoever wins wins, you know, as long as everyone has fun, Whenever we get a new president in office, maybe that's something that they can then instate into the United States Constitution. And then we just create that lottery for the average couple. Like I'll sign Megs and I up and then boom, bam, boom. I mean, we, I think the Oval Office is probably for us. They got those like comfy couches and the desk and the chairs, so like multiple spots. We could switch it up. You know what I mean? Like make the most out of our stay and then, I mean, the Oval Office, I think, is like the most iconic spot. So that's probably where we choose to do it. Um, so, I mean, let me know in the comments below what you think, uh, what what government official building would you want to just rock one out to 
uh, with your significant other if you got chosen for the new 2024 Bang One Out lottery. Um, because I think after this situation, it's clear that, uh, you know, we're probably going to have to lower the age. We're going to have to, if we lower, I think what we need to do is we need to lower the age of who can be president. That way a 25-year-old kid can run and most likely win and rule this country. And I think that's exactly what the United States needs. You know what I mean? And of course, like, could you just imagine the poor, the senator, the like 68-year-old senator who this kid was assisting on a daily basis is like, I'm so disgraced. I'm so upset. He disobeyed my trust. And it's like, hey, man, this is what happens when you hire horny 20-year-olds to be your administrative assistant. We get it. They can use the email and the spreadsheets and they can do it really good and they know how to use the computer. So you hire them because they can help you through 90% of your tasks so you don't really have to do much and still get paid to do it. And so, but that comes with a consequence because anyone at that age has a TikTok, babe, and everyone who's anyone knows TikTok isn't as popping now, so it's kind of hard to grow, and your views are probably only in the double, maybe triple, maybe four to five digits, and we all know that that's pretty much nothing. So there's no better way than to start the war on Christmas. Uh, the New York frickin' Post... Uh, of course, every year has to try, has to try to shoot us men down from achieving the ultimate destiny of Christmas sex. And so, of course, they put out the article just a mere few days ago, Christmas time sex leads to more penis fractures and here's the positions to avoid. And so thus begins the war on Christmas sex. And, you know, hey, listen, we've all, we're already talking about it. We might as well. It's an adult podcast. We put the explicit button on every time for a reason, just in case, okay? It's not our fault. There's disclaimers. You can read the disclaimer of the podcast. It's not my fault. Read it. Go ahead, read it. It tells you exactly what you're in for. And so, you know, be careful if you're feeling frisky and festive this holiday season. Men are being warned against engaging in energetic Christmas romps as chances of suffering a painful penile fracture dramatically rise during the holiday week. Scientists studied 3,421 German men. Oh. That's nothing. Americans, we're good. The boys over here are like half the size, last half as long. If they did the test on jerk, there's no way we're good, right? Like, as long as you got, I don't think the Germans, the Germans didn't go to wadpod.com backslash blue. I'm sorry that's becoming the episode, but that's just, it's what I have to do. You know what I mean? Every time we talk about it, I got to bring it up just in case, because now you're thinking about it. And if you're like, wow, if it's free and only $5, I've got $5, Levi, why don't I get it and show my significant other a great time? Good, do it. Wadpod.com backslash blue. Scientists studied 3,421 German men between 2005 and 2021. Great. Okay, so we just ended the study. We've got all the data. We've calculated it. We put it into chat GPT, and now we know exactly what to do. And it found that the chances of sustaining the painful groin injury, especially among those middle-aged, rose significantly between December 24th and December 26th. If every day was like Christmas, 
43% more fractures would have occurred in Germany from 2005 on. The authors wrote in the study published in the British Journal of Urology International. Men aiming to be more exploratory in the bedroom should delay their lovemaking until New Year's Eve. That's when you should do it. New Year's Eve. That's the key. Listen, make her fall in love on Christmas and then seal the deal on New Year's Eve. Smart, New York Post. You see what they did there? We flipped the script, and I like it. I like what they did. Oh, I like it. Okay. Do it on New Year's Eve, according to the study, as by then there is a significant reduction in risk of penis fractures, with only 28 cases recording during a 16-year period. Okay. So basically... What they're saying is, is the excitement of Christmas, presents under the tree, family coming over, you got friends dropping like new singles left and right, like your friend just dropped, like a brand new song, dude, and like you're excited, and there's adrenaline running through your, your system, and like blood's pumping, and your dick is rock hard. I mean, you just want to rock one out, once, twice, maybe three times a day. And it's just one of those situations where, uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's bound to happen. So if you can hold out, if you can wait, if you can be abstinent for a little, just a few more days, okay, wait just a few more days, and then make it a New Year's Eve tradition, you're golden, babe. You're golden. Do it on New Year's Eve, and you're not going to have any health, physical pain, pain, fractures, whatever. Like, it's crazy. The risk of injury. Okay, here's, okay, here we go. Here's, um, here's, uh, here's some positions to avoid. Here we go. He added, the risk of injury increases, especially in positions where you're not in direct eye contact with your partner, such as reverse cowgirl. Lit girl, cowgirl, get on, cowgirl, yeah. Listen, uh, ladies, here's the thing: reverse cowgirl. Eh, listen, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say what your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, significant other isn't telling you. You're not that great at it. Stop doing it. We don't really like the reverse cowgirl position, anyways. You're gonna break our dick. Stop doing it. You're not that good at it. We don't really. Eh, maybe I don't know. And so let's just not do that position according to the New York Post, allegedly, is what the New York Post said, not me, don't listen. You know, don't listen, I'm just a podcaster. So New Year's Eve tends to be a bit quieter, he said, huh? Wow. <sighs> the injury, yeah, hospital stay, 25% of cases, it's just lasting damage. I mean, it's, you can't, this it's i mean listen it's it's well i it's it's not what you need to hear for christmas i'm sorry listen if you were planning to bang one out christmas morning christmas eve night both christmas night like the whole trifecta you're trying to go for like the 12 days of christmas spree stop right now you're gonna get a fracture you don't want to end up in the hospital on christmas day you know like don't ruin christmas like just wait take a deep breath Come back in a few days, New Year's Eve, take a couple shots, pop a couple blue chew that you got by going to wadpod.com backslash blue, and then, you know what I mean? You'll get through it. You'll get through it like everyone else. 
And so our boy Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, is out here giving restaurants the ultimate advice uh, to get butts in seats. And it's kind of a great one. I'm just joking. I don't know if Gary V gave him this advice or not, but restaurants are using Tinder. They're using Tinder now to get people into the restaurants. If you haven't heard about this, basically, in a nutshell, they're someone, an employee of the restaurant, the kid or the manager or whoever, is on Tinder, whether it's a real profile, fake photos, whatever, catfish, who knows. And then when they match with people in the local area, they get them to come to the restaurant they work at. And by the time the date shows up, the girl, the guy, whoever they match with, shows up to the restaurant, they go on Tinder, unmatch with them, block them, so they have no recollection of anything that ever happened on Tinder with this person. So now the match is at the restaurant alone. And so you then have to decide, did you get dressed up, come all this way, do your hair and makeup, you put your eyelashes on with the little sticky stuff, and you did the hair and you did the curls and the straightener, and you put the, and the foundation and the eyeshadow and the nice little, maybe little maxi dress that shows a little too much leg, maybe a little cleavage with like a little shawl on top, maybe something to keep you warm just in case it's a little cold tonight. You look good, not too high of heels, but maybe half ups, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Feeling a little slutty? Put the heels on. Do it. Do it. You get in the car, whether you get an Uber, you drive yourself because you're independent or like get a taxi wherever you live. It doesn't matter. You get there. You're ready for the date. You're excited. You might go home with him. You don't know yet. And then boom, bam, you get there. You wait, you wait, you wait. You're trying to text him. You can't find him. He's nowhere to be found. And now you're here. And what do you do? What do you just, you just go home after all that effort, after all that time, after all the, 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 the prep and the work and getting there and get, well, of course not. You sit down at the bar, you get an appetizer, you have a few drinks, and that's exactly what the restaurant who matched with you on Tinder wanted you to do. The restaurants are getting dirty, a TikToker who goes by uh, Nosy uh, uh, on TikTok said of an uh, underhanded trick that some of the restaurants are implementing as a means of getting people to come out and eat at their dining establishments. It's a phenomenon known as food digging. So now we're just making up terms. Now we're just making up terms. So gold digging's a thing, gold digger, food diggers are now a term, and so we're calling them food diggers. Great, I love that for our civilization. I don't know half the words in the American language and we're still making stuff up as we go along. I love it. It's a phenomenon known as food digging and it preys upon a universal basic human emotion as its primary source in getting people to go out and visit their place of business, the pursuit of love and romance. In her viral TikTok that has occurred over 621,000 views on a popular social media platform, Nosy points out several instances where folks have discovered that they were hoodwinked by a dating profile pretending to be a real person who was then interested in meeting up with them on a date. However, the date request almost always shared a common theme, 
The potential love interest in question wanted to dine at a particular spot, a particular restaurant, which the other real person on the other hand of the conversation would agree to show up for. Nosy begins her video by stating, y'all not the restaurant, not here scamming. Da, 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 da. She figures that since she was already dolled up and enjoy the evening out, someone else would make the most out of the situation and get herself a nice meal at the place. However, later when she was at home and scrolling on Facebook, she ended up seeing another woman who visited the same restaurant that had a similar experience of her own. So not only is the restaurant matching with people on Tinder and getting them into the restaurant, they're setting dates for the same night and time. They're getting this multiple people to come to the restaurant thinking there's a date to show up and then now they just have a group of single people sitting at the bar. <sighs> wow. Wow. She found out that there are restaurants now posing as people on dating apps just so you go to their business and once you get stood up, they know that you'll probably nine times out of ten that you're going to buy something from them, the creator says, and just blew my mind. Apparently this isn't the first time that restaurants have employed this kind of digital uh, trickery in a bid to get more customers to visit their establishments. Nosy posted yet another story uploaded by Money Control News. Jesus Christ, these names. Can we just not have regular names anymore on the internet? We've got to come up with these freaking crazy names. Uh, which pointed her to a deli cafe that turned a fake Bumble profile to match with men in order to get them to take, uh, take out and eat at their restaurant. It's not new. It's actually, um, it's actually something that was around and first found out I was recurring in India or near the Delhi area. Uh, so other countries have started doing this, of course. So Nosy explains that these bots are called food diggers. I mean, it's just, it's smart marketing, right? Like, can you think of a better way to not to promote your, uh, to restaurant, to get people in who've never tried it before you pull on their heartstrings a little bit. You pretend like, you know, you're falling in love with them. You drop them a few lines on Tinder, Bumble, whatever it is. Get on all of them. Hinge, you know, whatever. Ha pay someone $20,000 a year. That's nothing. That's more money that they're going to spend a year on the dates that they thought they got dumped on in your restaurant. So why not pay someone to do it? You don't have to do it on your own. Tell them exactly what to do. They'll do it because they think it's fun. And then you just get people in. You get butts in seats, and then when they get stood up, they're like, I didn't come out for nothing. I'm getting an appetizer, a few drinks. It ends up being a full meal, and they spend $100, and they go home, and they feel great. And uh, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy that those are some of the marketing tactics of restaurants these days. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout, ladies. If you're single and you think maybe it's too good to be true, and then you get stood up at the restaurant... Maybe just go to McDonald's. All right, dude. So before we end this episode, I thought we'd have one more festive bit. It's Christmas Day. It's the Christmas season. And I thought, why not go through the top 15 Christmas movies of all time? And uh, you can let me know if you agree with this list. We'll go through them. We'll talk about them a little bit. Let's see where we're at with the top 15 Christmas movies of all time. We'll start at the bottom. We'll move our way up the list as we go. 
We'll go through some of these pretty quickly. Here we go. Number 15. Uh, this makes sense. The Polar Express. What a great movie. Okay. Tom Hanks. You can't knock him. Anything Tom Hanks does. The animation style's great. The premise of the movie's great. The ball, the jingle, the everything. Uh, I love it. The Polar Express. Something we kind of try to watch every year. Uh, if the boy, the boy's in the train, so uh, he's into it a little bit more. We, we watch it with him more. Uh, but a great movie. Uh, and you can watch The Polar Express on HBO Max if you have uh, a, a subscription to that. Number 14, I guess, is a Christmas movie because it's around that time. Hosted Love Actually. Uh, seen it once or twice. Great movie. Love Actually is on Netflix right now. Check that out. Number 13 might upset some of you, dude, but Die Hard. Die Hard uh, is currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? Uh, Die Hard, I would say yes. I think at this point in time, society has voted and the majority rule of just the internet and list and everything all around and the qualifications of a Christmas movie... Die Hard's definitely on there. At number 13, it's great. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Number 12, It's a Wonderful Life. That's streaming on Amazon Prime. Number 11 is Candy Cane Lane. Uh, that came out this year. I don't know why that's on this list. Add, okay. Number 10 is A Christmas Story. I'm not a fan of this movie. This wasn't my generation. I think it was the one prior um, so people a little bit older than me probably appreciate this movie. TBS used to show it all day, every day. Now I think they replaced that, uh, with a different movie. Um, but a Christmas story getting older every year, but the nostalgia is still there. The products are in the store. Uh, it's on every other channel. Uh, it's, it's, you know, out. it makes a bunch of money every year. It's on everywhere. You can watch it on HBO max. Uh, that came out in 1983, dude, the Christmas story movie uh number nine is a family switch another freaking uh another 2023 so obviously we're filling the okay we're filling the list with uh ad space now that's good uh let's see okay number six of course is how the grinch stole christmas the true the only grinch that stole christmas one that we recognize is the jim carrey one okay uh the original obviously is a classic but it's only 30 minutes long so it's more like a youtube video not a movie and the new one, Benedict Cumberpatch is his name or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Illuminations animation. It was okay. We didn't get through the whole thing. Ollie doesn't really enjoy it. But of course, uh, everyone, it's a Christmas uh, cult classic at this point. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with um, uh, Drew, uh, Drew Carey. Did I say Drew Carey earlier? It's The Price is Right. We were watching it last night. It's on my mind. Jim Carey, his freaking brother, Jim Carey. Ah, Drew Carey, Jim Carey, they're all, it's, they're just, you know, it's on Peacock. You can watch uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas there. Four Christmases is great. We just watched that one the other day with uh, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Watch Four Christmases. That's number five on this list. It's on HBO Max. I think it's on Hulu too. I'm pretty sure we just watched it on Hulu. Uh, Four Christmases, the brother scene's great. The inoculating babies in a third world country is great. Uh, the bits there are great. Number four, I think might should be higher on the list. Uh, but man, oh man, uh, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus. Listen, some people hate this movie. Can you believe that? 
Now, listen, I don't know about the Disney Plus series. I heard that's getting okay-ish, not really great reviews. I heard Tim Allen's like old and cranky now on set. Like people don't really like him anymore. And, but the original, if you go back and watch the original Santa Claus movie, the lines and the quips and the just the the hitters of just hilarious moments in the Santa Claus movie, because I think it came out 1994. The comedy that Disney put into this movie, I mean, like just the opening scene, it's just, it's a classic. Megs and I will watch The Santa Claus five, six, seven, eight times this season. We're probably going to watch it in a few days, maybe this evening, who knows? It's it's hilarious. It's got so many quotable. You let go so buco, Charlie, like he takes him to Denny's. They're always open. It's such a good Christmas classic movie. It should be a little higher on the list, but it's number four. Number three, I kind of agree with. I might have swapped it with number one, uh, but Home Alone, uh, of course, we can't get through a top 10 list without talking about Home Alone. Instant classic, Macaulay Hogan. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Hogan? How do you say his name? Lou Bug's finally here. Merry Christmas, Lou Bug. I'm, I've got stuff all over his bed. He's going to be pissing me. He can't lay down. I've got stuff all over the chair. He's going to have to go back there, which is too far away from daddy. Home Alone Kid just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame with his wife, Brenda Song. They're adorable together. They're kids. Uh, it's great. I love his comeback story. It was crazy for a while. And then he kind of just like brought himself together. And so Home Alone just continues to be a Christmas classic, always streaming on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Home Alone 2 is great as well. Don't let people fool you. Home Alone 3 makes no sense. Home Alone 4 is insane. Home Alone 5 should be destroyed. And I think they just came out with a Home Alone Home Alone-ear a few years ago on Disney+. Plus, and that one's even, like, beyond imaginable. You can't, don't, don't, don't turn it on. But the original one from 1990 is, is great. It's Disney+. Plus. Check it out, Home Alone. Number two on the list, again, could be a contender. Number one, you know what I'm talking about, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's been on 24-7 here in the studio. We watch it 18 times a year throughout the whole year. Every moment it's quotable. I've got the cups. I've got the Funkos. I've got the shirts. I've got the mug. I've got the, the car plushie. I've got the two board games. I've got all of the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation merch. I've got the pins. I've got the movie. I've got the Blu-ray edition. I got it on DVD. I got the additional sleeve that came out a few years ago. Don't F with me on National Vacation. National... Na Blah! Don't F with me on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I've watched it more times than you. Trust me. Oh, man, it's out. You can watch that, like, everywhere. It's I think it's on Hulu right now. It's definitely on HBO Max. It's on It's on so many. You can, you can watch it pretty much anywhere. Uh, and then number one, surprisingly, has been a slow build to the top, but Elf has taken the throne. I would maybe put Elf at number two or three, but, you know, we'll see, dude. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's a good, it's a funny movie about up until halfway is where we fall off. I would put it a little lower on this list, honestly, but Elf, a lot of people love it. Will Ferrell, 
the improv, uh, you know, about it is great. And I think it's, it's just, it's a fun time, uh, I think for the whole family. So, uh, you know, there's, uh, it's, uh, let me know in the comments down below what your favorite, uh, what your favorite, what your favorite Christmas movie is. Is it on the list? Where would you rank it? Uh, maybe like, uh, something we've never heard of before. Let me know what your favorite Christmas movie is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on this Christmas morning. Uh, thank you so much for rocking with me all through the year. We are thankful for you. Uh, if, if I could have all of 1200 of my subscribers under the tree wrapped up this year for Christmas, I would, uh, and that is all I need. So please don't buy me anything, uh, hitting that subscribe button at wadpod.com backslash YouTube, W A W D P O D.com backslash Y O U T U B E is how you can thank me this holiday season. Just click subscribe, join the 1208 other people who already have. Thank you guys so much. We almost have a small country. Uh, and so we're building slowly, but surely we're growing, uh, this, this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for rocking with me. Please stream mistletoe on, on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere. We have a topic page. If you search Levi McCurdy dash topic or mistletoe Levi's version on any streaming platform, you should find it. Check that out. Uh, and just let it play on repeat. You know what I mean? So we get those numbers up and, uh, and if, if you're a creator, man, you got to step up. Step up in 2024 if you're a creator. I want to see stuff out at least like every day. I You need to post every day. One a day, if not five a day. Let's go. Make it happen. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We've got uh, like one more. One more, I think, to round out this year. New Year's Eve. We're going to do a big 2023 recap video going all the way back to January uh, January 6th, not that January 6th, but la of this year where we interviewed, uh, our very, very good friend and guest of the show, um, from the, uh, discovery show airplane repo, Ken cage all the way through, uh, to just last week. Even we've got memorable moments coming up uh, to wrap up 2023. My name's Levi McCurdy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I hope to see you all, uh, very, very soon. And in the new year, 2024 can be great. Here we come. Uh, peace out. Have a great week, everybody. Time of the year. Lights fill the streets spreading so much cheer. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'm going to be under the mistletoe. I don't want to miss out on a holiday. Stop staring at your face I should be playing in the winter snow But I'ma be under the mistletoe With you, shorty with you No one but you, shorty with you It's only you, under the mistletoe Everyone's gathering around the fire Chestnuts roasting like a hot July I should be chilly with my folks I know But I'ma be Word on the streets and it's coming tonight Reindeer flying through the sky so high I should be making a list, I know But I'ma be under the mistletoe With who? You